asshole number one. This is asshole. It would be asshole leader according to uh, Star Wars canon. Uh, copy that asshole leader. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm I'm about to take my hair. Let me put this up to the camera. That's a serenity pill. What is Give that? Me a a second pill? here. A little bit of uh, psilocybin. No, no, not 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 suicide pill. It's I, I'm I'm angry, Richard. I'm very I'm a very angry man, and my blood pressure took a spike. Of course, that was all due to moving and selling the house and building a new one, all this other stuff. <clears throat> and it, it dawned on me that I don't want to live the last roughly third of my life like I lived the first two thirds. You know, fretting, angry, pushing, struggling, and a lot of that is incumbent upon me because the world is not going to change so i'm i'm learning to calm down and so i thought i'd get that today uh through golfing but it just it was i should have just stayed home and play video games without going into boring details the they were like you ever golf at all? yeah i've i've golfed and i hate it it's okay. it's not my thing yeah it, it it is my thing when you don't have the world's quadriplegic golf team ahead of you Right. Barely, just dragging it on. I had to get back here, and so I skipped ahead of them. And I'm like, I deserve a, you know, I deserve a, a burger. A happy I, a pill? I have well, not. I hadn't pill? gotten a happy pill yet. I haven't gotten. I'm getting to the story of how we got to the happy pill. This okay, is, this is the path yeah. to the happy pill. So I'm like, I'm going to calm down before I I get on the show, so I'm in good spirits and I could be a good nice host. And so I go uh, to this uh, restaurant called Red Robin, and um. There's no one there, including waitstaff. And I'm waiting like 20 minutes to get, you know, and I ordered uh, some fries and a burger. And, and okay, fine. And nothing comes. And I'm like, you know, this is supposed to calm me down from a sport that was supposed to calm me down. And now I'm pissed off three times as much. Then I go to the gas station. That's how bad it became. I went to the gas station because I knew the food is already made. It's shit. I need something in my stomach. I'm going to murder little puppies and children here pretty soon. <laughs> and I get in there, and there's a line. That's fine. There's lines. I get that. And there's two checkout people. And in front of the two checkout people are three fat middle-aged women. And then there's a line of guys waiting for these now now aaron we must accept their obesity no 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 we won't no <laughs> so i get to the back of the line and the guy in front of me who is also not uh an adonis uh he has he stinks he literally stinks like he didn't use deodorant or he didn't shower a bit and now it now i know you know <laughs> is it society or me it, do I have unrealistic expectations to be seated and, and have my order taken in 20 minutes? Do I have real, realistic expectations that it shouldn't take you 10 minutes with two guys to make one of one, what is it, link or hole? And, and should I expect society not to stink? And apparently these are two highest standards for me to expect in the real world. And so now I'm faced with this, this angering paradox, this, this, this problem, catch 22 where holy shit, it's not, it can't be me. It's not me. These are not uh, delusional expectations and standards, but that's what society is. And so now I, I'm looking like I get to deal with this for the rest of my life. Slow, fat, ugly, stinky people who are just not going to let me operate at this. So that's where this is called a serenity pill. You know, girls in their, um, uh, what do they call it? doTERRA is the company. They're into this. It's like um, astrology. There's no science behind it whatsoever, although occasionally they guess it right. Um, 
essential oils you know this trend with women yeah 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 the the gf is she she likes this stuff she she gets it and some of it works some of it doesn't so i'm taking a serenity pill and what is it exactly like what are you taking who cares it could be a placebo effect i don't it's a sugar pill then. Is I know. I it's a birth control pill because, you know, it's that time of the month. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to start ovulating next week. God almighty. Well, we didn't bring you on here to hear me rant. How, uh, it's, it's good to see you here. Uh, you got back from your rally? Yeah, it was good. It was awesome time. I, uh, I kind of unplugged from work for a bit, so it was good. Good. Yeah, no, you need to do that to recharge and uh, get back. Oh, speaking of getting back to like work. We're live, right? Yeah, we're live. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't do the hey, what's going on? We gotta wait till the hard three. We get and then people tune in. Um, but related to work, this is the last live stream I'm gonna do through Google Hangout because they're ending it like tomorrow or something. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to get something called Streamlabs, is what I heard. I have to figure it out still. I got it, but then you need something else to run on top of it. OBS um, is Streamlabs. Also, I thought Streamlabs was OBS. I don't know. I have to figure it out. I, I really don't know how it works. I, I did my last broadcast yesterday and before the train wreck without it. So we'll see. Yeah. No, there's this thing called Zoom that you can run on top of YouTube. Oh, I have Zoom. So you I got can Zoom? use Zoom with Streamlabs? Do you? Well, not with Streamlabs. I think Zoom is kind of the Streamlabs thing that you run on top of a uh, platform, an internet site like Twitter, not Twitter, Twitch or BitChute or what? I don't we know. Right like, now, we sound like a couple of Muppets talking about something we have no clue about. No, right we, we are. We're Gen X. And right now there's some millennial kid or Gen Z are like, oh, these old timers, they don't know how to do this thing. And it, it is going to be a four hour fucking progress, uh, a project. Cause I looked into it last night and the closest, if you already got, do you have the pro plan or do you got uh, the base? I don't plan? know, but I'll get it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, just I'll, I think that's the I'll easiest. Do what I gotta to, do. Yeah, because then it can. I think it runs on top of YouTube, but then you can still take donations or super chats, and you can have multiple people on. So sweet. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a project. I too am taking two weeks off after this from live streaming. I'm just gonna do the upload. So where did you move to, by the way? You said you you packed up and moved. Yeah, I uh, got a ho- offer on my house, cash. Um, I think the market is kind of peaking. Mm-hmm. Not that's gonna crash, but I think it's gonna stagnate. And, um, the, the town I was in, I think it has seen its day again. It's not going to tank or anything, but I think it has seen its day. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get out of Minnesota. So I had an offer. Now I got a war chest. I'm building a house in South Dakota. Um, and why, so are, why are you staying in the snow? What is wrong with you? Cause I have my See, girlfriend in, here. So what, whatever. I mean, there's a line in the sand here in Canada right. where we can't live further South than that unless <laughs> Donald Trump lets us. Right. But why would you stay in the snow is what I am confused well, okay. about. Okay, I, I do not stay in the snow. I go down to the Southern Command in Vegas where I have an arrangement where I keep this guy's house up and I spend winter down there. And then okay. the GF flies in, you know, once every week or so or Got whatever. It. I'll fly back to say hi to the nieces and whatever. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, no, I don't I don't stay so here. I haven't, been, I haven't been here for winter in about five years. Okay, good. Yeah, so, um, but yeah. Well, you were, you were a Baja. You ever been to Puerto Penasco, Rocky Point? Where's that? Mexico. Over on that golf of Cortez, or no? But I'm but I'm organizing a well. Speaking of cars, and this is kind of what we were going to kick into. Mm-hmm. I'm actually um, organizing a, a Baja Mastermind in February. Uh, just getting all the details kind of hashed out before I announce it. But uh, going to be doing some off road racing down there. It's a nine thousand dollar trip. You're racing the Challenge race cars that they use in the Baja One Thousand in the off season. Uh, guided tour about six hundred miles off road. It's going to be awesome. Well, that's cool. What's it called? A Bastarine? Uh, if you look up, um, 
actually, if you search on my channel, Entrepreneurs in Cars, and then after that put Baja, B B A J A, um, you'll see the video that it was very, very poorly done vlog um, of my last trip. So it'll be something along that line. Okay. I didn't yep. know if there was an official term for it. So, yes, sir. Uh, Anyway, well, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to tap into that brain of yours because you and I, we have we have a philosophical difference when it comes to vehicles. I drive the crappiest, cheapest thing I can find and keep on the road safely. Mm. You drive slightly nicer cars than that. Uh, and since cars are so integral, especially to young men, um, I wanted to get your take on it because you are about the only guy I can say legitimately can own a luxury car actually owns his luxury cars because when I worked in banking, I could see it. I only knew two people that actually owned it. Everybody else was leasing. Everybody mm -hmm. else was renting or borrowing and none of them were actually rich or, or quote unquote could afford it. And right. then when you look at these young boys today, you're naturally gravitated towards sports cars because they're fun. They're awesome. It's cool. Uh, it's also, you know, how do you get the girls? Cause you think that you buy a, a sports car and then, then the girls and more personal to me, um, I've tried to warn, especially nowadays, the number one debt for millennials is no longer student loans, but car loans. And I would say because ever so roughly colleges scam women out of their money with worthless degrees and going into debt. And I would say okay, boys, maybe we major at something a little bit more wiser and we are not as susceptible to the student loan uh, vultures. But boy, those auto uh, lending companies, they're, they're right there. And men will go just into much debt or even more uh, to have a car that they frankly can't afford. And like women with college degrees, men with car, uh, cars they can't afford, they cripple their finances in the future. So since you have done this, you do it right. I want to tap your brain and get some wisdom and the do's and don'ts yeah. of owning sports cars. Well, I, I've always um, paid cash for my cars, pretty much, um, with the exception of one car that I leased through my company because I wrapped the whole thing, kind of like an advertisement. Okay. Um, so we had you know call to action on it with a website number and all that sort of stuff, and I figured uh, that would work. But um, yeah, uh, like I've always paid for what I can afford. And I remember sitting at the bus stop at 15 years old, taking the bus to a shitty minimum wage job and along the road would come a nice Corvette or a IROC Z convertible. <laughs> and that'll really date me. Was this back in the hair days by chance? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I had wonderful hair back then too. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, like each one of those cars that I admired and really loved to um, own and want to drive, I ended up getting at some point. And it's like at the time it seemed like the IROC Z convertible was like buying a Lamborghini. Um, and then, you know, sure enough, at some point you get an, in a, you know, exotic car and the engines in the middle and it's got 10 cylinders and it makes all the cool sounds. Um, it's not that hard actually. I mean, if you just put your mind to it and you do the work, you can go and get whatever the hell you want. It's just, you gotta be smart about it. I mean, I always, I always figure that if you're spending less than 10%, probably around 5% of your net worth on toys, like a depreciating asset, like it's not even a, an asset, but a depreciating toy, like a car. You're not doing too bad if you're spending 5% of your money on something like that. So, you know, you got a couple million bucks and you spend a hundred grand and change on a nice car. You're, you're doing it right. Right. And what I saw is people trying to maintain an image. And that what I get from you, and this is why I say legitimately, is what obviously having fun, sports cars, the looks, the driving and, and, and getting the girls and all that. 
but you seem to to like it as this this is your hobby this would be your passion i hate to use that word but um you know and every guy's allowed to have a you know one or two but you you're in it beyond looks or anything like that you, i presume you have some kind of a, attachment beyond oh this is a cool car look how much of a badass i am i think i like cars the way that you like motorcycles and not spending money on dumb shit okay um although i don't spend money on cars as dumb shit as some guys do. Like some guys live car poor, right? Where they'll go and lease, lease now for 84 months with easy biweekly payments of $82. And you too can drive something with a Lexus badge on the back and girls will like you while you live in your mom's basement. Um, Cause there's lots of that that goes on. And um, you know, uh, like uh, it should just facilitate what you're doing and not just get you from point A to point B, but have some fun. Like we had a lot of fun on that rally and I got exposed to people that were, I mean, really, really good people that have done some great shit with their lives. Um, very entertaining. I mean, a lot of entertaining people in that group as well. There was, uh, you know, if you're a car guy, the guys from daily driven exotics were on that rally, uh, Damon and uh, Dave, and they're very different in person. They're like you and I talking right now, but on camera with 2 million subscribers on their channel, they're, uh, they got entertainment mode going on. Um, and it's interesting how they run that entire exotic car channel. It's, it's, it's six or seven cars worth a few hundred thousand dollars each. And they just haul in the eyeballs boys, mm -hmm. boys. And I'm saying boys instead of men, but boys love them because every time we went to a cars and coffee meet, there was hundreds. It would like flies on shit just sucked into them and just filming it, broadcasting it, Snapchatting it, Instagram it, whatever it was. It's just bizarre. It's just, it's just bonkers to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's like the Ty Lopez thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to rent a Lambo. And yeah. I, I hate this. It, it is that formulaic. It is that simple, especially young. Again, why I want to have this conversation is, you know, hey, hot chick, hot car. You'll get the under 25s like that. Yeah. And then you could spew the, the most. Not that say these guys were. I mean, they're, they're doing the thing for it, but more of like a, a Ty Lopez or, you know, some guy with a, a yacht in the background. Well, the formula works. I mean, Lamborghinis draw eyeballs, right? I mean, anytime you go to a car meet, the Lamborghinis will have most of the thoughts standing in front of it, taking their photographs so they can post to Instagram, hmm. uh, you know, to signal to the world, look at me sort of thing. Um, they do draw eyeballs and they're not that expensive. I mean, there was a guy on the rally that was a firefighter that had a Lamborghini. There was another guy that was a police officer that had a Lambo because you can buy them for 70, 70, $75,000 now. Nice. Really? Colorado. Oh yeah. 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 Like used or not? I remember that. I mean, used. that was, that yeah, was yeah. super. Used. Okay. Used. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. even the R8, like I've seen R8s for sale now. You know, if you get a higher mileage one, that's one of the earlier production models. You can get them for seventy-five grand. Okay. Well, help me help me understand because I didn't. I thought Lambos R eights. Is there an R ten? I recall there being. Is there an R ten? There's an R eight with a V ten in it. Yeah, that's a V ten. Okay, that's yeah. okay. I knew Corvette, Mercedes, Lamborghini, some fancy or not Lamborghini, uh, uh, BMW. Um, Oh, what else? You know, some fancy uh, SUVs. That, but then there was the the exotic cars. I guess is the correct term. Your Ferraris, your Lamborghinis, and all that. There, there is a difference in that class, right? A slight difference. I mean, when you get over hundred grand, you can get into a nice mid-engine exotic car that signals a certain degree of wealth. I think over. I think the next tier would be over half mil to get into something that's very high end, like a What's V12. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> there's another level beyond what, what, are, what are those? Yeah, I would say there's three tiers. I mean, you'd probably start, start off with like the hundred thousand to 500,000. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which is where I play right now. Then you got the half mil up to a mil, which is when you get into like things like V12 Lambos and V12 Ferraris, um, McLaren 720S and stuff like that. Um, and then over a mil, you're getting into hypercars, right? Like you're getting into stuff that's worth uh, $5 million, $10 million, $20 million. So like the Saudi prince kid is bored with his billions and he makes a car out of pure platinum? I, what, what's that? Yeah, platinum. And then he puts like diamond encrusted Swarovski crystals all over it or something like that. Okay. Something He's like being Ferrari. rolled off the assembly line. Yeah, these guys have more money than God. They don't know what to do with it. So they just buy cars and they stick diamonds on them. <laughs> what the... Speak of the gals standing by the Lamborghini, did did does that happen? I know it happens, but in in your life, day to day driving with uh, Rachel, uh, which is the name of Rich's car, if you didn't know, which is an R eight Audi, um, and any previous cars that you hit, does does it get the girls? Do girls like? No. Did you notice a change in behavior? Uh, like like cars like that get get guys <laughs> anytime you go to a gas station or you get out of the car it's always dudes that approach you love your car or if they recognize me from the channel you know watch your shit sort of thing like that um they don't get girls car like nice cars don't get girls approaching you a lot of guys will think well if i buy a nice car girls will just approach me and want to jump my bones and get naked with me yeah it happens uh, all the time right no yeah it, ne it never happens it's it's like they're they're like sausage magnets basically um what it signals to women is that you're successful and that you've done the work. So it triggers their hypergamous nature, right? And they're like, oh, that guy over there, I think I would go out with. But they'll never approach you. It's it's guys that, that will come up to you and want to talk to you about your car. Right. But did it make it easier? Like you pull up in a bar or a nightclub or, and then you go talk to the girl in the grocery aisle or whatever. It doesn't, no, it doesn't make any difference what key you've got in your pocket when you're in the nightclub. No. Okay. I've, I didn't even except know. For that the confidence. It, except for the confidence. I, I didn't even know that was a thing until I, I, uh, I was in my God, late twenties. Yeah. Late twenties. I had a buddy met him in, in tango class of all things. And he was this really good looking guy, full gray mane of hair. Uh, you looked like the world's most interesting man lived over on Lake Minnetonka, which is the fancy lake out here. And he would tell me that he, he'd do that. He would throw the, the Beamer keys or the Mercedes keys. And I remember going to a bar it's called, uh, redstone it's still out here and we'd all mock and ridicule because that's where the divorced baby boomer uh single people would go and i kind of like really and then i went there with one time not shitting you every guy had their freaking basic bitch beamer keys mercedes keys mm -hmm. i was yeah. like does this work does it yeah. really work I, I just i don't know i think it works in your head as a guy but it, but i mean at the end of the day a lamborghini key is exactly the same as a volkswagen key it looks mm -hmm. the same it's just the badge that they put on it because it's the same company Wait, the Volkswagen bought Lamborghini? Volkswagen owns Lamborghini, Porsche, uh, Audi, and I believe Ducati as well, if I'm not mistaken. So Lamborghini ain't Italian no more? That's uh, very Germans on it, yeah. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, the, the, the design is still Lamborghini, but I think pretty much all of the mechanical stuff is all done by the Germans, which is why you get air conditioning that works now in a Lamborghini. Whereas yeah. before it was like a mouse coughing on you. Yeah. I remember this is going back to the eighties and it was, you couldn't even take them on roads unless the roads were, they were very finicky cars. They're very and fragile. They're, I mean, yeah. they're a lot less fragile now. Yeah. Okay. Cause then the Germans and it wasn't mass produced. I, I mean, weren't they all handmade at one time? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So then the Germans come in and did that lower the price? Cause that surprises me. You can get into a used Lambo for 75,000 now. Yeah, I think it lowered the price significantly because um, 
you know, you've got mass production in the sense where you can use the same parts on a Lambo, on an Audi R8. It's basically oh, the same car. It just looks yeah. different. Okay. Like under my car, when I had to get a new starter motor for it, um, last year the starter failed. So I drop it off to the, you know, the shop. The guy's like, well, we can order you a new one from Germany and it's got to come via Italy, blah, blah, blah. And it's 1600 bucks, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, but we got a shop in Toronto that rebuilds solenoids for Volkswagens. He goes, it's the same part number. We can get it done for 80 bucks. Oh, right. Okay. So I mean, like the cost oh, yeah. of ownership comes down dramatically. And that was, that was another thing I remember is, is if you had a part, again, this is 20 years ago, not that I would own one, but it, it would, it had to come from Italy and it, it, it would cost gobs of money and you'd have to have the right type of mechanic. So now I presume not only parts, but maintenance must be cheaper too, because Much, Volkswagen, yeah. that's common as well, right? Yeah, there's still some there's still some stupid car designs where you got to take the engine out of the car to change something like an air compressor pump for the AC or something like that. Um, but it's but they're a lot more maintenance friendly now. Okay, so it, this may not be out of a lot of guys' reach. Then I thought this was astronomical, and you must. And, no. But you said if you're making millions and it's five to ten percent your income, it's possible. So not cheap by any standards, but you play your cards right. And if this is your passion and your hobby, and uh, you don't have any other super expensive things like horses or racing the darn cards or whatever, uh, this is this could be within the range of of men today if if they are successful and don't mess up. Uh, average, and when I say average, I mean I'm talking like a firefighter or a police officer here can mm -hmm. own and operate a Lamborghini and basically daily drive it if they want to. Wow. So for those two weeks of nice weather you guys have up in Canada, they can, they can put on a couple hundred miles. Yeah. It's more like three and a half. <laughs> out, out of curiosity, you got like, when you were young, did you drive a piece of crap car? I mean, did you just have like some, like the standard 17 year old experience of like, yeah, my first, my first car that I drove cost me $550 and it was, I think, a 1984 Chevette. Oh my God. And I beat the crap out of that, man. I, I, I drove that thing everywhere. It cost, and I sold it for a profit too. I remember I sold it to some, to some priest or some guy that did sermons, uh, some man of God. And he sent me a letter in the mail afterwards. And I thought when I got the letter in the mail, I'm like, oh shit, he's pissed because the car broke, or broke something. down or whatever. But it was yeah. like a letter praising me and, you know, God's word of, uh, you know, what a great person I am for selling him the car. And, you know, here I am thinking, shit, I made 200 bucks on that. The guy loves me. <laughs> My first car was a 78 Dodge, old cop car. And I think I bought it for 50 bucks. <clears throat> and it didn't even have an oil cap. And we just had to get the darn thing running. And I remember selling it for $200. And nice. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe. And, and I don't know how long it ran after that. But, yeah. um, well, what about you got a grocery getter then? I mean, you're not picking up groceries in Rachel, are you? No, I got an S5. Uh, I got a 2018 Audi S5, which is um, like you'll see it in my videos. It's the one with the back seats. Okay. The one without the back seats is the R8. Um, and that's pretty much what I drive daily. But um, yeah. I, I think what I'll probably end up doing is getting a, a pickup truck because I want to get a boat. So I need something to tow the boat with. Okay. So that's an S. I'm just looking up an S5 because I. I'm yeah, look up 2018 Audi S5. It's a coupe. It's a two door version. Nice, nice sedan, right? It's a two door coupe. It's a kind of like a little sporty car okay oh, i call it sporty i mean it's got 354 horsepower i think but it's you know, you know it's pretty rapid have I you like ever it. owned a truck before um yeah i had two forerunners at one point yeah forerunners yeah like a pickup truck or was it a did it have forerunner a you know the toyota forerunner you know the suv oh yeah wait oh no no i mean a truck truck with a truck bed and everything no, no i've never had a pickup truck oh you're gonna love it man 
you're going to love it when you get a truck. Like, I don't know how I lasted so long without having a truck. They are so practical. Um, you drive and, an old pickup truck? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've had, I have a 2003 Chevy Silverado. I mean, it's no, it's no Rachel, but it's pretty close. Um, yeah, I'm thinking but, Raptor, you know, like the off-road. See, you, that, wait, wait. Okay. Does, can you, can you own a piece of shit? Like, or does every car have to be really, like, can you just have a junker in your current fleet or w- would it just not match? You know what the problem with junkers I find is they always break down. Uh, I've found them pretty, I got a pretty sweet way to find low, you find low mileage cars. Uh, you know, you can find them and they're 10, 12 years old, but they're still low mileage. You pay five, six grand. And then you do some basic maintenance. Now I got it. Now I keep in mind, I got a guy who's a mechanic. He kind of will all get this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, but I then just, I just can't see myself driving a 2003 piece of shit. I mean, I'd rather, I mean, I can afford a Raptor. Why not just buy the Raptor? Right. But I'm wondering if you could yeah, see, you probably couldn't because you'd have the really good looking car, the really good, nice. And then you have your piece of shit, you know, I, whatever. I, I, I contemplated buying my brother's Honda Accord. He's got a, he's got a 2007 Honda Accord. It's got like 350,000 kilometers on it. It's a manual. Uh, really nice looking car. He, keep, he kept it in really good shape. He's like the original owner of the car and he wants to get rid of it. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll just drive this just to drive a piece of shit. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, does society treat you any different then? I know the girls, you, they don't care what's on the keychain then. Uh, but I mean, I, I know there probably is a difference. You pull up in a Ferrari and guys come out and look, but I mean, oh, hello, sir. Welcome to the Hilton. Uh, you know, may we, may we upgrade your suite or anything like that? Well, I mean, you pull up in an R in an R eight when there's a guy there with an eight hundred thousand dollar V twelve Lamborghini SVJ. Hmm. They look at you like your car's a fucking K car, right? It's like, get this Iron Man's car is no longer good enough. We've got this spaceship looking thing over here, sir. So move along while we all stand around this uh, eight hundred grand Lamborghini sort of thing. Um, you know, so there's tears in everything. Right, but I presume that would be at a sports or a, a sports car show or your rally that you did. I'm I'm just saying, yeah. unless R8s are very common in Canada, I'm imagining you're pulling. I mean, you well, you run errands with the with the S5. What do you What do you take uh, Rachel out for? Just enjoyment drives? Take your kids out or what? Um. Well, I took my daughter out to a supercar superjet rally on Sunday. Um. You know, she's not really into cars, but she kind of enjoyed all the excitement. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't drive it that often cause it's not super practical, right? I just kind of leave the top down. It sits in the garage and that's it. I maybe take it out whenever I feel like it. I don't drive it to the office, um, just cause I don't see the point. Um, I use it for some filming in the car to mm. just kind of tell stories or do videos, but, um, it's just a toy. It's just, it's just a fun thing to drive. You know, like you ever look at your bike and you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to take it out for a rip. Yeah, well, everyone's so, yeah, you know, yeah. The little ride here and there. Yeah, it's the same thing with the car. It's like a little ride here and there. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's you know, let's take it for a quick run to get something small. Doesn't have a big trunk, right? No. Yeah. What um, then if you because now I I'm my vehicles will last because I won't lie. We we do have a little sports car. I won't say what it is, but it's a little sports car. Had it for ten years. It's only got fifty two thousand. We take it out very sparingly. So, and I plan on keeping this car until I'm well, dead. Cause, well, well, what is a little sports car? Tell us more. <clears throat> I, I'm not saying anything because I don't want people finding out and, you know, we're going to you know tear up his tire. It's just, it's the one nice little luxury that I have 
It's not even mine. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Do me a favor because now I'm curious. There's a group chat there on the right. Just type it in there because nobody can no, see. I'm not going to type. No, what, what? What? Feed it to the animals? What? Go no, to no. the zoo? There? No, there. no. The private group oh, chat the private on the right. Chat. All right, hang, hang on, right hang on. There. Don't slip. Don't say what it is. I won't slip. I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Now you, now you got my curiosity peak. I want to see what it is. It better not be a, a Mazda Miata. Oh God, you're going to hate it. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> that, I'm not kidding, Rich. That it, when that came out, I'm like, that is the car I freaking want. That is the car. And, uh, and I picked it up for a song. But, uh, I, it's, yeah, it ain't no race car, but I, well, love, if you ever, I love that car. If you ever come my way, I'll throw you the keys to my car because I want you to drive it just to see what something with a lot of cylinders sounds oh, and I, feels like. I, I rented a Ferrari out in, in uh, Vegas one time, and it was, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, was not comfy. Was the juice worth the squeeze, though? Did you find the cost of the rental was worth the enjoyment of having it? Yes, which is something that I, I would recommend to any young man listening. Because um, it's kind of that thing, oh, you think you want it, and then you drive it. Dude, I could not wait to get back into my 2003 Chevy Silverado, simply because the seats were comfy. <laughs> and the other thing now is the paddle shifters. Um, <clears throat> drives me nuts, because there's no yeah. clutch. And I'm sure it's something you adapt to. But I'm like, what the fuck is this paddle? I got to listen to the engine. And I'm like, just give me a damn clutch and a stick. Well, that's and, why I well, that's why I got the R8, because it's one of the last exotics you can get with a manual, right? I, well, I don't know. See, that's, I, I know I nothing about exotics. Most of them are, are the automated manuals. They're either automatic transmissions or they're semi-automatic manuals, right? Mm -hmm. So they just don't have the clutch pedal. But I'll tell you this. I wouldn't do another rally with a manual going through customs in the tunnel to get to the States, you know, that was like an hour sitting in a tunnel in first gear, clutching the thing the whole oh, time. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, accidents on, you know, the interstates, forget it, man. I would not do another rally with a manual transmission car when there's a lot, a lot of stop and go scenarios. Yeah. No, the one we had, you could switch between speed and, and automatic. And I tried the paddle shit and I just switched to automatic, which I know yeah. is a pussy move, but I, I took it out and I recommend every man, should at least rent a fancy sports car. Uh, I we had it for three days and it, it was it was all right. But rent it for at least two, drive it yeah. around, and it's one of those things where you think, oh, all I want is a girl with big tits. Then you get a girl with big tits and you find out, wow, she's a crazy psycho bitch. And the the thing with the Ferrari that we rented, uh, loud as hell. The engine's right there. Um, it was making all these noises, and I even I'm like, dude, it's making some noise. Like, oh no, that's normal. It does that. I'm like, it sounds like it's farting and throwing up, and it's like a little two year old that caught a disease at daycare. Um, and then um, the seat was just horrendously uncomfortable. Horrendously yeah. uncomfortable. So it's not practical. It's like you know, it's like when you go out and you see that hot Italian chick in the high heels and the pumps and the bras and the underwear and the hair and the makeup and la 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 la. la. It's all pomp and circumstance, right? They don't do anything different than any other car you've got. It gets you from point A to point B, but it has a little more theater. Mm -hmm. Well, what about the R8 and the Audis? I mean, those, I have a buddy who does have an Audi and they're very comfortable. I would say they're more luxury rather than exotic. I mean, yours, I'd imagine, is comfortable to drive and it's no. not loud. No, it's very loud and it's not very comfortable. Oh, okay. It truly <laughs> is a toy then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, well, let me go. I, I, we've hit a couple of the questions here and I do want to hit on some, some key ones, not to be so, uh, uh methodic. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, let's talk about culture. Um, uh, I know you like it as a toy, but it, there, uh, there is a culture. You just went on a rally. Is that another reason, 
uh, or a reason unto itself beyond, oh, it's it's fancy and it, and you think it's going to get the girls or something like that. Uh, is that something that you also got into car culture for or is it simply because you enjoy the toy? I think it's both. I think that when you've when you've done it for a while, you start to realize that um, these people that have some of these toys have really done some impressive things. And, you know, I always say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So, I mean, you spend time with good people that have done some awesome shit. Um, you're going to hear some stories. You're going to run into experiences. You're going to have access to things that you would normally have access to. I mean, um, a lot of the guys that went on the rally are safe, like self-made multimillionaires um, that have very, very nice cars. Like you wouldn't know them if you saw them sitting in an Applebee's. You'd be like, that guy just looks like an average Joe. Right. Um, but they'll go out in the parking lot and they'll open up the doors that go up in the air in a $500,000 McLaren. Right. Um, so there's a, there's a culture to it. Yeah. It, and it, and it goes beyond the basic stuff that I was indoctrinated into when I was a kid where, I mean, like I remember being 18 years old and we'd, and we'd go out to Cayuga, for example, which is a drag strip that we have just kind of West from where I live. It's about an hour and a half, two hours away. Um, and we'd camp and we'd build a campfire and it would be like the Ford versus Chevy guys. And I was always the Chevy guy and my friends were the Ford guys. And it would be like, you just go at each other all night, just drinking, just shooting the shit about cars. What does Ford stand for? Found on road dead. Ha ha. You're a loser. Shoot, shoot, shoot. You just go at each other all night long. Right. Well, did you ever race though? Oh yeah. I've done lots well, of racing. Oh, okay. No, but I mean, when you were a kid, did you ever put the pit, the Chevy versus the Ford? Oh yeah, lots of drag racing, a lot of motorcycle racing. You know, I did I did a lot of car stuff um, up until about eighteen, nineteen, and then I realized that motorcycles were way cheaper, better on gas, and way faster. Yeah. And then I got into the crotch rockets, and I rode those up until about thirty, and then from thirty, I kind of switched back into cars and got more into the convertibles, more of the exotic stuff. Hmm. Did switching out of motorcycle was that because you had kids or anything, or just you lost the flair? Just my body got old and cramped and shit. And I found when you're accelerating hard on a motorcycle, you're like my hips would get cramped. And uh, I figured also at some point my number would come up. Like I saw friends starting to die or get into accidents. And um, you do some crazy shit on motorcycles. And they're so fast, people don't even see them coming. Yeah. Well, you're talking the crotch rockets. You ever ride cruisers at all? I've ridden a, fr a few cruisers and I like them. I was actually thinking about getting a cruiser this year. It's just I don't have any room in my garage for it. I got, I got two cars in there and I don't really have room for a cruiser. Well, yeah, and then plus you have that uh, that Chevy two thousand three Silverado. But uh, yeah, you yeah. have you rid have you driven the Raptor package on the F one fifty? Yeah, I've driven the new Raptor, which I like. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got a buddy who's uh, interested in those Raptors, and uh, as, as a truck driver, it, it's a it's a slight step up. It's a uh, it's the weirdest the, thing. You like in a pickup truck, you're like, what do I need this engine for? And then you take it, like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of like do it, want yeah. this engine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's um, it's a big machine, and and you know, from a cost perspective, since I know that you're conscious about it, uh, they don't really depreciate that badly. Raptors hold their value really, really well. The older V8 ones do anyway. Um, like the new ones, we'll see over time, but it seems like they hold their value pretty good too. So you can pile miles into them, and you're not going to lose your shirt on it in 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 ten years, and it'll be worth nothing. Well, that's another question I got because of the low mileage on my piece of shit convertible that I like very much. Uh, do you trade in your cars regularly or I mean, how long are you going to hold Rachel or have you had Rachel for five years and you hold her until she reaches a certain mileage? Uh, I think this is the third year and I'm starting to get bored of it. So I, so I usually start to get bored within about two to three years. 
So it's more you're bored with the car and then you get rid of it. It's not like this is the car I want. It's just kind of like I've had my fun. You trade in, get something new. Yeah, there's always like a shiny silver silver ball out there. You're like, oh, look at that new car. That looks nice. I think I like that. And I'd imagine it's kind of like housing as well. If you pick the right type of car, you maintain it, you keep it in shape, you can roll. I mean, it, it still holds some value that you could then roll over to purchase another car. So once you're in and you maintain your original investment, yes, there's going to be some depreciation, but then you can parlay that down the road and your hobby is not quite as expensive. Yeah, it depends on the car. Some of them hold their value nicely. Like there's a lot, like I think Porsche and Ferrari have have figured out how to build cars that hold their value and appreciate. Um, but to get into those, you need to own, like for them to see, they have to offer you the car to buy it. And for them to, yeah, yeah, as funny as that sounds, they actually have to invite you to buy the car Um, or you may not get, have the uh, allocation of buy one if you haven't previously owned one of their fancy cars before. So, all right, there was a wrestler actor, I think, was it John Cena? Cena, yeah, yeah. And he bought the Ford GT, correct. Is that that, is it one of those deals? Yeah, yeah. So... Like I applied to buy that Ford GT when they announced it as well. Like the way that Ford did it, it was pretty clever with their marketing team was they forced you to make a video that you had to submit to them as to why you're deserving of that vehicle. Okay. Um, and to be honest with you, it, it, like when you got the final stats on it, it wasn't that fucking great. Like a, a, a McLaren costing $200,000 less would blow it off the track. Yeah. Um, but they were clever about it. And a, a lot of people put out, like if you go to YouTube right now and you, and you type in four GT application video, you'll see pages of these videos that people made, um, trying to get an allocation. So he got one when he got it, he found out he was too big for the car. I mean, he's a wrestler, right? He found yeah. out he was too big for the cockpit and, um, he put it up for sale. And from what I understand, I think Ford is suing him for selling the car. Like he bought the car, he owns it, and Ford is suing him for selling the car for breaching the contract because you're not allowed to sell it. Right. Well, that's what I'm trying to understand is the economics behind. I'm sure there's some kind of marketing angle or marketing strategy. It's here. all marketing angle. It's all it's all for getting eyeballs on their product. Right, right. And that's Ford's uh submit your video type of thing. But with Porsche, I'm sorry, uh Volkswagen saying, if you, you want to buy this Ferrari, you want to buy this Porsche, you have, we have to give you permission. Correct. Is no, you that have to a- be invited. You have to be invited to buy it. So like a Ferrari collector, for example, um, to put it in perspective, we went to this guy's house. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's a measles, the anyway, asbestos lawyer. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. These guys um in st louis so one of the places that we stopped at and it was a public event so this is no no secret or anything like that we got invited to his house he's got a 13 million dollar mansion and he had a ferrari collection and a lot of the cars that he had in the collection probably had about 30 cars a lot of the cars he had in the collection you couldn't go out to go to a ferrari dealership and buy you had to previously own their other high-end supercars to be invited to buy those the good news is they all appreciated it in value the ones that he's that he's bought. So if you bought a Ferrari, I can't remember what it what it what it's called. I think it's called a Pista or an Aperta or, or something like that. It might have cost four hundred thousand dollars new. You can't buy them for less than eight hundred nine hundred grand on the market right now, right? So he would have doubled his money on that car, and he's done that multiple times on all the other cars as well. Um, so like there is a market to make money off these. If you play your cards right. 
But, but right, but you you need to have played your cards right and had some money in the past. I'm just trying to figure out the angle. It's like uh, <clears throat> they're they're trying to keep the brand name up and the prestige, and not everyone can own this. And yeah. they're not going to sell the. I'm assuming they're limited production, so they only go to limited, collectors, yeah. right? And then, but I mean, so there's even cars that aren't limited production, like uh, Dead Mouse. Uh, I can't remember his name, Joel something or another. But that artist, you know, the DJ Dead Dead Mouse, the guy that wears a big mouse head. When he does his I, DJ, I, even though I go to Vegas regularly, I don't pay attention to who the spinny record people are that make so me. So some people music. watching right now know who Dead Mouse is. He bought a Ferrari four five eight, and he put a wrap on it, and he called it the Ferrari. Okay, and he had a and he had that stupid cat. You remember that cat video on YouTube with the rainbow trail behind him with the really shitty resolution? No. <laughs> Anyway, wait, hang on. What's he, he put a wrap around it like saran? What do you mean, wrap? No, like a car wrap, like a vinyl wrap. This is what a lot of these guys do. And he put a wrap on it with the cat on it and he called it the Ferrari. And Ferrari apparently sued him and prevented him from buying any more of their cars in the future because they weren't satisfied with the way he treated the car that he bought and owned. So wow. he basically raised the middle finger to them. He said, You guys can pound sand and buying McLarens now. Okay. I. It reminds me of some bag I was listening to NPR Money Planet. They had something about a bag that women had to be – you couldn't just walk into a store. You had to be invited or someone had to inform you that one was for sale. Well, that's that they, how they create the exclusivity, right, You know, in and around it. Um, Nyan Cat is what it was called. Um, I'm just looking at the chat here because I figured somebody would know what it was called. I just – I. I'm so out of tune with pop culture. I'm Everybody's just... trying to take a guess at, at what your convertible is <laughs> here in the chat. Never... Richard doesn't like it. There, that's all you need to know. It's 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 a terrible choice. That's that's just my opinion. I, well, I like. Look, I'm not racing. I enjoy it. It's it's not even. It is underpowered. I'll tell you that it is underpowered, and I may put like cold air intake or put a turbo on it. Um, but uh, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going through the questions that I have here. Uh, that that I just I just want to be thorough. Uh, cool. Yeah. No. Th those those are all the questions I had. I was just kind of curious about the the only thing I would say because I want to take the financial angle to this uh, and help us because we got a younger audience and uh, a lot of young guys don't have the money for cars. What give us the, any financial advice on how to get into a car? Things you should absolutely avoid. Uh, I like your rule of you know if you're making a million dollars, you know five percent of your money is okay. But let's say you're talking to a, a young man fresh out of college, he gets a sixty thousand dollar year offer for his engineering degree, and he's doing pretty well. How how if he really wants to get it? Should he really want to get into cars? Is there some they should worry about not getting into cars? Some way to tell whether it's for you or not. Well, I think you should fill your cup and do and do what you want with your money, like whatever makes you happy. Like you like golf, right? Mm -hmm. I bet you got a kick-ass golf set, right? Like no, you nice would clubs. you like to see my shitty-ass golf set? Okay, so you got it's a right, shitty-ass golf. Hey, no, I'm proud of my shit. Hang on, there's a story, but I'll go get. Hang okay, on for good, a grab them, grab them. I'll I'll sit here and entertain people while you do that. So as you know, Aaron goes and gets his golf clubs. My theory is that you know everybody's got a vice, and you should probably fill that. Okay, here we go. So bust out the shittiest club there. Let's see what you got. Because I know absolutely nothing about golfing. Uh, it's it's. 
I just know that I hate it. If if you try too hard, you take it too seriously, you're going to hate it. So I'll show you here. This is these are my golf clubs, and these are not my. They originally were not my golf clubs. These are my dad's golf clubs. Okay. Uh, and they're older than me. Uh, he had them in the '70s, and they're Spalding, the autograph series. I tried looking it up. There's no record of these things ever being made. Right. Um, he was cheap as hell, so I'm sure these are you know probably at Kmart if you can remember that. And um, yeah, I got them for free. And then my bag was uh, made by Goodwill, and so I got that bag. I think for uh, um, I don't know twenty bucks. Well, Aaron, you're a frugal man when it comes to money, and I don't see anything wrong with that, right? Right. But it, like, if you have the means, like I say, I mean, if you're gonna like, if you got a million bucks and you spend fifty grand on a car, mm -hmm. you're not you're you're not being too stupid. I mean, that fifty grand will be worth like twenty five in four years, obviously. Right. So it's not gonna do a whole hell of a lot for you. I mean, you can put that 50 grand a better use somewhere else for sure. But at the end of the day, if you like cars and it fills your cup and you get excited and it's one of those things that you enjoy, I just know that I'm going to be dead at, at some point in my life and I want to enjoy it and I can't take the money with me. So why not blow it on shit that makes me happy? That's right. just my take on it. So that's, that's what I'm telling guys to do. I mean, do what makes you happy. Do what fills your cup. Make yourself your own mental point of origin. You like cars, do cars. You like guitars, buy guitars. You like boats, do boats, you know? Whatever it is that works for you, but just don't blow it all on one thing so that you so that you're all in on four wheels and some tires because you think it's gonna make you important or impressive with ladies. I said that earlier, you know, nice cars don't get girls. A a a woman literally cannot tell the difference between a thirty five thousand dollar entry level BMW and a hundred and eighty thousand dollar fully loaded M six. They're just not gonna be able to tell the difference. Car guys know the difference. But girls would just be like, Ooh, look, it has a BMW Roundel. He must be rich. I like him. Let's go out. Right. I, uh, they what I pursue, the hobby of mine, is actually freedom, is where I don't have to work. I don't have to make that much money. So my, my tastes are cheap. Um, I'll, I'll spend some money on some food. Uh, but my, my main concern was the kid who makes $30,000 a year goes signs up for what was it an APR of 25% and you know pays more in rent I'm sorry more for his car than he does rent you're saying as long as you have the money and you can afford it which is actually quite affordable nowadays you could find you I'm surprised that's the one that you, you can get used Lamborghinis for 75,000 and because Volkswagen has made these more affordable to the people and the maintenance costs remember that was prohibitive back in the day you're saying this is within the grasp and the reach of people if this is what makes them happy and and they can afford it yeah 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 it's it's totally within the scope i mean just go make the money and buy cool shit i i still think you should get a, a you should get a single a 2000 ot vehicle i would just love to see you had just just as a challenge to see if you could have that for a month and just drive it around like you should totally get your brother's car just to see if you you might actually enjoy it you know it gets dinged up you don't care you could smoke what, cigars dude, it, in it it actually drives really nice um for a car with that many kilometers but it's a manual and i don't feel like rowing gears all day long when i want to get around probably make them an automatic too so well, I can't take it to the Honda dealership and say, hey, can you rip the stick out in this third pedal and make it an automatic for me? No, no. I'm saying you could find <laughs> a used Honda Civic with 300,000 kilometers on it. I, 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 just, I, I think that everybody That's should like, have a piece of junk car somewhere. 
That's like saying, you know what? Stop working out, eat donuts every day, and McDonald's, and get fat. It's like, not completely that is changed. That totally not the same. That, like, if you <laughs> traded all your other vehicles in, and then all you had was the shitty Honda, okay, that would be analogous. But if it's like, well, look, your daughter's going to have to learn how to drive car sometime, right? Do you want her driving Rachel around, or whatever Rachel's replacement is going to be? She'll probably get a five-year, six-year-old Honda Civic or Kia or something like that to learn how to drive. I mean, women don't take care of cars. You know, if you ever see a woman's car, the inside looks like shit. The outside, you know, the bumper's all banged up because she backed into something. Right. Um, She's not getting a new car. I'm not not buying a new car. Yeah, might as well start now and just kind of, hey, sweetheart, get used to this. I'll lend you my Kia Rio. If you want, I'll lend it to you. You guys can beat the hell out of that all you want. Is that your daily driver? No, I won't. Tell you what, hang on. I'll tell you what my other day. I'll, I'll tell you what I got here in inventory of the chat. All right. So the daily driver is this. Yeah, that's how you spell that. Okay. Uh, and then I got my truck, which I don't care if people know. Uh, then in in the Southern Command, I have this, which this is the luxury car. I spent a lot. I spent six thousand dollars on this, but it was a hail damage car, so I got it for dirt cheap. Oh, so it's got uh, some dents in it. Okay. Yeah, it's got dents. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all like transportation. Well, the other thing is I also do a lot of like, I'm going to take this to the mountains. I'm going to take this on a dirt trail. I'm going to take yeah. this out here. And it really, you know, and then I go tornado chasing and there's hail and, you know, maybe a tornado hits you. Uh, but it, my cars really are like, you know, I got that one nice one that I kind of will take on on sunny days. But the rest, obviously, as you can see, are like, yeah, this is, you're hauling my ass around. We're throwing I mean, groceries in. And- you've got quite the car collection, though. Like, you've got one, two, three, plus a truck, four, and four. a bike. Two you bikes. Five, two bikes. Yep. One in, I have, basically, I can fly to Vegas. Hang on a second. I thought that you were frugal Aaron. The, I spent, hang on, let me think, hang on. Uh, now, all the vehicles. Let me add up the. Let me add if, up all the vehicles. If we're being honest, I would say the value of all these vehicles is probably twenty grand, right? Twenty-five grand with that newer one yeah, that you got as yeah, a daily driver. 20, well, because but that's damaged. We only paid four for that. So six red ten. now you're doing yeah, twenty-five now you're doing grand. Six oil changes every year. You got no, set the tires and all of them. You can't drive them all at the same time. Here's You can't, but you can't have the oil and the fluid sitting in there rotting inside the vehicle. No, that's why I fly out and turn them over, and I got they get used. The batteries are charged. The oil gets changed. I've been doing okay. this for like 20 years. Okay, okay. Um, okay. It, the, the insurance is the same because they're all liability only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, you're driving one piece of crap car or another. It, it's all the same. We're covering you and you're driving, not the number of vehicles you own. So right. the insurance is, it doesn't change. Um, the oil changes are not that common because we don't, you know, we don't drive them all the time. Um, the maintenance is real easy on these because they have none of the fancy, because a lot of times I can do it myself. Uh, but what was the other thing? Um, there was one other main, I, for, I forget what it was, but it, it works out. Oh, that was the thing is I could just fly there. And I don't have to rent a vehicle. Yeah. I got a motorcycle and a car, no matter pretty much where I go in the United States. And it actually does end up saving you money in the long run because we don't need a car for like the next 10 years. Um, what do you do? You just throw them on a trickle charger and just let them sit while you're not around? Well, let me tell you another great thing about me being cheap. Uh, I always get standard transmission in part because you can always push start them if you right. need to. And yeah. so uh, I learned that in college and I'd always park on a hill so I could kickstart my old Ford Escort. Um 
But no, if, if the you have to worry about that in Vegas because the heat will kill a battery, but then you just go get a new battery. Place the the battery on the motorcycle. Uh, last time I was out there, because uh, the yeah. battery was old. But that's, I mean, that's standard maintenance that you could. I guess you could take it. I'll put it in the fridge if you want to maintain the battery. But okay. um, a lot of times, it, it they'll go dead, but they won't they won't die. You just have to recharge them. Well, I didn't know the older brother had such a car collection. You're no. you're you're practically a car guy. Here's another thing: no one's going to steal these cars. <laughs> no, no right one's going that. after them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, any uh, parting advice then uh, for the guys out there or the gals when it, you know, with the uh, luxury cars or sports cars? All right. Let's okay. Let's hit on the guys first before we get to the gals, and then we'll deal with like the two percent of your audience. Okay, the two percent, right? That doesn't have a, a Johnson between their leg. Um, the the guys, I would just say, make sure you're not blowing everything you got on a car to impress girls, because girls really don't care. Uh, it really impresses guys more than anything. Women are looking for um, just cues that you're competent enough, and whether you're driving, I mean. If you're driving a rusted ass 30 year old Honda, that's not really going to do much for them. But I got friends that drive like seven year old Honda Civics, like basic entry level Honda Civics, and they do great with women and they're entrepreneurs. They're just not, they're like frugal Uncle Aaron here, right? Or, you know, the older brother. Right. Um, and if you're going to buy a, a car, spend less than 5% of your total net worth on the vehicle because it's a depreciating asset. It's really not going to do anything for you. As far as ladies go, don't back into shit, <laughs> mess up your cars and leave them filthy inside. There's not a lot of women that have decently clean cars. So that's that's my parting advice. No, I know. I uh, there was a couple gals they were using it as storage for clothes. And I'm oh like, yeah. What? I mean, it's just what the, and if they had cats, oh god, that, those would be one daters and like see ya bye. That's yeah. Like, yeah, they got like an entire storage facility in their vehicle and the only pa- place that's clean is where they sit. Um, we got a couple of uh, super chat donations. You mind uh, fielding a couple of these? If you're here, you got to get going. Yeah, I got 15 minutes. Go okay, ahead. let's 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 bang these out real quick because I I don't want to like jip uh, people their money. Uh, Darius Thurman, two dollars. Zoom is like Skype, but ID numbers, not a phone call. <clears throat> um, Chris Puckett just donated a dollar ninety nine. Then he donated ten dollars again. Should I dump my long term girlfriend? Just launched my business. Went back to her after we broke up zapping all my time and energy that's needed for my business too much drama not sure it's worth it uh yeah it sounds like she's costing you uh energy not giving you energy i mean with the short little with the short little information he's given us fire her immediately anything that gets between you and your vision get rid of it I always get a kick out of like this is miserable it's horrible it's it's pinched get in my way should i keep her her? should i keep keep her? her I got a dog keeps biting me, giving me rabies, pisses all over the place. I get really angry, but but I love it. Should I keep it or what? I had this um I had this retreat once and and the guy that facilitated it called called this the retarded dog syndrome. You know, you come home uh and the dog got in the fridge and ate the margarine and shit all over the house and destroyed everything and ate the corner out of the mattress of your bed. This is a retarded dog, you need to put it to sleep. Yeah, but did did he say no, I can't do that? Put it to sleep. Just get rid of it. No. Uh, Athmeldecua, would Cooper drive a new Beetle around for a month? I sat in a Beetle once, and I was astonished at the amount of headroom, but I would never drive one of those cars. It is probably the gayest thing on the road. They stopped making them, right? No, they still make them. 
they've okay. kind of modernized them and lowered the roof line a little bit so it doesn't look as dorky. Um, but whenever I see a guy driving a Beetle or a Miata, I just I the dude has handed out his man card a long time ago. Mini Cooper. Coopers are are, are kind of cool when you get into the John Cooper works. Um, you know the GP cars that are they're they're fun little hot hatches. I drove one on the racetrack. A lot of fun. Okay. I uh I remember renting a Fiat in Europe and driving in Europe, which I'll never do again. I will never drive in. I will just pay the man his euros to drive me in the bus to wherever it is all the tours go. But um <clears throat> I was surprised how much oomph that little Fiat had. And it was standard transmission. That was the other thing. They yeah. asked me, do you know how to drive standard transmission? I'm like, yeah. And they were surprised an American knew how An to American drive. knows how to drive standard. Wow. Yeah. It's uh and he's not fat either. No, planet, God. What, what planet did this man come from? <laughs> Rich, don't get me started. I got, that's the other. On top of my day of anger, it was just fat people all around, man. Like you got to, you got to train your eyes to see it again because we've been boiled up slowly like the frog. But just stop and take a look at, and I'm going to assume Canada's the same. And and you look like, why is everyone fat? Why why are people disgusting? It's 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 a lot harder to eat healthy food than it is to eat crap. It's a lot easier and cheaper to eat crap. Is what I, the problem is. Is it though? You just got to make it at home. Usually that's that's kind of what I've been doing or you hey, go listen, to You and I understand this concept. There's people that don't understand this though. Well, apparently it's 85% of the population. Uh Rajon, he's a buddy of yours up in Canada. He says, "Aaron, who's this sexy guest?" And I I don't even know if he knows like everybody should know, I'm hoping he knows, but this is Rich Cooper. You can find him at Entrepreneurs and Cars on YouTube. It was what did you start out originally? It was a car entrepreneurship in cars, and you had your sports cars, and then you kind of morphed into the the older brother giving off fatherly wisdom type of. Yeah, I started by interviewing my friends and their success rides because I've always been a car guy, but I ran out of friends with cool cars pretty fast. <laughs> so after about five or six rounds of that, I just started doing talking head videos and it turned into what it is today. Just um, unfucking men's lives, basically. Amazing how that happened accidentally. Yeah. I had no idea. If you talked to me 10 years ago, hey, you're going to be this thing. It'll be like TV, but no, it'll be on the internet. I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. People people will be paying you money to ask you for your opinion on dumb things that they're doing. No. Uh, speaking of dumb people, a regular listener, Bacon Maldito for 223. He runs a podcast at com. Cooper, what kind of sports truck will get the girls? Are you familiar with the inside joke of how do I get the girls? Uh, no, what is it? It's I got enough requests at Asshole Consulting where it's these wimpy, n- not going to go to the gym, not going to diet. They don't want to put in the work. We've had this conversation before yeah, yeah, about, yeah, you yeah. know, they want the pill yeah. or the cheat codes and yeah. all that. And I think I got, how do I get girls as for the sixth time as a question? And I just wrote this scathing blog post ripping people apart who asked that question because they damn well know why, how to get the girls. They're not willing to put forward the effort. They're looking for a formula or a, an algorithm so they don't have to put forth the effort. They're cowards and they're fail, uh, afraid of the rejection that is bound to come with the pursuit of women. And basically, I told them to fuck off. And and now, anytime Never I ask get me that question again, yeah, well, no. <laughs> and now, if someone ever does ask me that question again, I charge him fifty bucks and I just go read my post. You should charge him more. I probably will. We've yeah. talked about our, yeah, I know. Charge you think more, I should man. charge more. I, You're I, asking I, me dumb questions. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to charge you more for dumb questions. I, I do. A premium for those. 
I do, but I have my, I've, I've achieved Zen. See, again, I'm trying, I took my serenity pill. I'm trying to achieve calmness. And now I just, I, I've already yelled and I'm going to screw that person back over by telling what I've told several people before. And I'm merely going to read an article and not get agitated and still take his money. So I can <laughs> just calm down. And besides, if you make it too high, maybe they're not going to pay, but maybe I should experiment with my pricing a little bit for answers that are easily fucking available on the Everyone. internet. Like, yeah. how do I get the girls? You don't know any guys that talk about this at length who happen to have Italian names and live in uh, the Sierra Nevadas? No. 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 Is that snowmobiles on fire? Um, anyway, so that's what bacon, they always joke around. How do I get the girls? Yeah. Juan Cabrera asks, "What do you guys think about the new Corvette?" Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen so, the new Corvette. So the new Corvette is a mid-engine Corvette. They basically took a Ferrari and a Camaro and they put it in the stable and they let them bang each other, and that was the bastard uh, offspring of that love uh, child. So it's 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 actually pretty cool. It's uh, supposed to start at at, at fifty nine grand. Uh, 495 horsepower, I believe they said, and zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds. Uh, so it's going to be very fast and there's going to be quicker ones coming on down the road, like the Z06 and the ZR1. Uh, just go to Google and type in, I think it's a C8 Corvette. So type in C8. Let me take a look. C8 Corvette. 20, 2020 C8 Corvette. And it should pop up some pictures. 2020. Let's take a look here. If you take a look at it, you oh, tell yeah. me. If it, yeah. That you are right. It does look like a Camaro and, and a, a Ferrari banked. Yeah. What uh, the, when you say mid engines? That mean it's in the back or in the middle? In the or? middle. In the middle. Yeah. So there's three engine configurations with these types of cars. You got front engine, mid engine, and rear engine. So rear engine is a 911. They got the engine in the back like a Beetle, uh, which in my opinion is still a stupid design. Mid engine's kind of like more of the exotic car design where it's better balanced and front engine was what Corvette and Vipers have always been for the longest time. Okay. All right. Yeah, it does. It it it's I'm not a big fan of the of the Camaro, its design, and certainly not its ass. And this Corvette has the uh Camaro's ass. I really don't yeah. I, otherwise it looks pretty slick. Yeah. Uh, I've I've always liked the They'll sell a crap load of them. Yeah. No, they will. They will. Uh, God, now, now the super chats are coming in nonstop stop Dre 360 for $4.99 morning gentlemen. Anytime I get annoyed with dumb or fat people, I think of your toughest life question video and it keeps me mellow and Zen. Oh, cool. Thanks. Nonstop Dre. Rajan five Canadian dollars. I got myself in a really bad situation. I got a lease to rent a sports car and had a lady did cocaine and the cops pulled me over, bail me out. He's joking. And that's it for super chats. So Cool. There you have um, it. Well, uh, Rich, tell everyone where they can find you, what handful of people don't know you in my community, but if anyone new is tuning in or they happen to uh, be researching, you know, owning a sports car as a young man, where can people find you and tell them what you do? So I'm, I'm, I'm the older Canadian brother, um, sometimes known as a father. I'm a little bit older than Aaron. What, um, two or three years older than me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I just do videos on YouTube's. Uh, just over 200,000 subs, just past that line in the sand. It's, you know, it's been fun. I just talk about stuff that matters to men that helps them not make stupid choices in their lives. And hopefully they'll listen to it and apply it so they don't fuck it up. Uh, I have a private men's community, um, which you'll find all the information on my website or the YouTube channel. So just go check it out if you want to hang out and see some cool shit around um, stuff that maybe Uncle Aaron doesn't talk about, like um, fast cars. 
Yeah. And Raptors. What, uh, how's your book coming along? Um, I'm going on vacation for a couple of weeks, uh, leaving in two days. So I'll be working Well, it's in Mexico. It's hot as fuck in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So, so my plan is when the sun's high and, and hot for a couple hours, get out of it, go inside the AC and, uh, just clean up the chapters. I've pretty much written all the chapters. I just have to clean up the, uh, you know, the final pieces and hopefully oh, cool. we'll have it out for the fall. All right, so this isn't like a Brian the dog for family guy. You're you're coming down the we're in the seventh inning stretch. Uh, I'm I'm coming out with something that's all encompassing. It's it's like I've got a chapter in there on why every guy should own a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, I got chapters in there about vetting women. I got chapters in there on self care and making money. So um, it's kind of like your bachelor pad economics, but my but adjusted for Canadian dollars. Uh, well, not adjusted for Canadian dollars, but you know, like adjusted for the guy that would have liked to have had these conversations with their father that probably didn't sit them down and have these proper kind of, you know, conversations with them. Hmm. The father well, that they never had basically. Right. What, uh, now are you going to do audio book? Cause I hate, I hate, I won't lie to you. I hate reading. Yeah. I got to read it. You're going to read it. You're going to audio. Read it. Oh, audio. dude, I'll totally tune in. Not that it would, but that's, yeah, you got a good voice. You could, t- have you recorded stuff? I know you've recorded YouTube, but have you done narration before? I'm, I'm sure I can pull it off. You know, okay. I got a face for audio, right? You know, I can do good audio. <laughs> well, that's great. No, let me know when that comes out. I'll buy it, and then I'll go hit the links and listen. Um, and yeah, I'd totally review the book for you. So yeah, let's uh, let's get together when I release it, and I'll tell you what's all in it. Cool, wonderful. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Rich, uh, and everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And this is the last Google Hangout. I'll update you guys uh, when we do more live broadcasts once we get a new platform. But it's going to be at least two weeks. Otherwise, if you want to tune into the Older Brother Podcast and the Clary Podcast, I will be doing MP3 recordings as we did in the olden days and simply uploading them on SoundCloud. And, of course, I will post those on captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. We will see you guys later. Toodles.